Hello, everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Weekly Wilson. Um, you can email the show at weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com, and I am your... I already used... I was about to agree use an old one. I don't know. I'm your host, Brian Wilson. And I'm your host that never left, Jay Wilson. Yeah. I. It's been so long, I forgot the middle part of the intro there where I say the email. I forgot what a podcast was. <laughs> Sorry for the slight hesitation, it was very unprofessional. Um, but yeah, I guess we can start this podcast how we start about half of our podcasts by apologizing for missing a week. But this time, we didn't miss because me and Jay were together, we actually missed because I was in the Utah desert just sweating yeah. and slowly baking We were actually away. further apart than ever before. Yeah. Well, you went to Europe once. Yeah, that's true. What do you think is the furthest far- linearly we've ever been apart from each other? Probably when I was in Europe, I gotta think. I did that moon camp. I don't know, did you do... Did you do... <laughs> what? <laughs> I did that moon camp. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, did you do anything sneaky when I was working in Berkeley? Because, um, I mean, the United States is pretty wide. I don't know how wide the Atlantic Ocean is offhand. Let's see. When would you have been in Berkeley? 2017, I think. The summer? Yeah. So, spring of 2018, I went to Myrtle Beach, so I would have been on the precise east coast. Okay. So that's got to be a good 3,000 miles. Yeah. We'll have Scotty look into it. That's not. This isn't actually what we wanted to talk about. I thought we got all of our pointless topics out of the way before the podcast. I think we like we build pointless topics at a much higher rate than we build actual topics. Yeah, and it's no matter least, what, yeah, they're scraped off the top of the podcast. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, yeah, I was on a big trip out west with Sydney, and I also met up with some friends from school. We did the Grand Canyon, some Zion, we did some Bryce Canyon, mixed it all up, some Las Vegas, Okay. and yeah, so I'm going to be talking about most of that, and even a little bit before the trip too, because there's a saga, there's a story arc that I got to build across everything. Yeah. So I feel like I'm going to be talking forever, so I'm just going to let you get your pity nunnins out of the way. <laughs> uh, yes, our favorite segment of the podcast, Jay's pity nunnins? <laughs> pity nunnins. Pity nunnins. <laughs> that one was off the top of the head. Jay, Straight out of, pity that's nunnins? That's Brian original. <laughs> Alright. Um, so, I don't know, should I go reverse chronological, regular chronological, or based on interest? Go in reverse order of excitement. Oh jeez. Okay. It's it's hard because do I I there's two different categories of excitement. How excited I was about it and how excited I think anybody else would be about it because one of the things I was most excited about was jars. <laughs> okay. Well, go in reverse order of your excitement. So we'll end with jars. Okay. 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 All right. Yeah. So I'm going to say um <clears throat> so I went for a run as I often cool. do. Um, it was, I like, and just, I don't know if the public at large knows this, but I wave at a lot of people when I run. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. You should see this guy. It's, it gets embarrassing. Give him out like candy. Um, (laughs) it's like, it's, it's weird because like the more people there are, the less I'll wave. Uh huh. Like if there's like one person, I'm probably gonna wave to them. They could be on the other side of the street sometimes. 
Uh-huh. Um, but then if there's like if I'm like running on a really busy trail, I'm probably not waving at people because I think they got better places to be. But anyways, I was they got on... better places to be than waving to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a real low moment. It's just like man. That guy waving at us really took it out of me. But, uh, <laughs> now I got I can't go get groceries now. Then I, I just, just turn to, around. I need to lay down for a second. <laughs> um, but uh, no, so I went for a run on a Saturday morning, and uh, and it's like I live on the west side of town, and this <laughs> what <laughs> you're just like you said. I went for a run, and then we bantered for a while, and you're like, it was a Saturday morning. I'm like, ooh, the story's getting good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I live on the west side of town, and this run uh-huh. went down south through Georgia Tech campus, and then over to downtown, and then immediately back up. So it's like if you okay. can imagine, I came down and then slightly right into like the okay. big strip of town, and then went straight back up. Very had a close brush with society for a little bit. Okay, just like the letter L. Yeah, down and then slightly right. Yes. Then I came back. Okay. Next day, I do a route where I. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope this builds to something. You said go in reverse order of excitement. This is as bad as it gets, Brian. <laughs> okay, good. So then the next day, are you ready? Uh-huh. <laughs> it doesn't help that I feel like I'm in a really giggly mood right yeah, now. Me too. Um, the next day, I go for a run. You know how like when you build up a dumb story and then you can't finish it because like people keep interrupting you, and then yeah, that's like the Jay Wilson trademark. <laughs> but then, but then it's it's drawn out too long to where then there's no way even a good story could deliver on the length of time that it's taken. Is that where we're approaching? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So <laughs> professional. Um. So. Okay. I started the next day, and it starts out in a similar fashion, going down and then into downtown, but um, but this one sort of just sweeps in a big arc around the city of Atlanta. Part of it is going, so I go like pretty far south, and then the Beltline on the east side goes like way up along the other side of town. It's like six or five miles of just okay. like a path going straight up. So, basically, I go down, go over there, and then that's how I get back up, and then that's, like, the whole right half of the circle of my route that's, like, 12 miles or so. Um, Okay. Needless to say, the Beltline is, like, three, four miles across town from where I ran the previous day. And as I'm running on the Beltline, I, like, wave at, usually my rule for the Beltline is joggers. I'll wave at other people who are running. Okay. And then that's it. Bikers don't get your time of day. Not really. But, um... Walkers? Well, funny you should mention that, because some walkers, like, I don't know, if somebody directly makes eye contact with me, or, like, I don't know, I feel like there's, like, very minute social exchanges that can cause me to then, oh, wait. Mm -hmm. But, um, these people, it was an older couple, and they just verbally assailed me. (laughs) (laughs) In Um, what way? Unprompted. They said, hey! And it was the it was the wife of the couple. She said, I assume the wife. It was an older man and woman. She said, "Hey, we saw you yesterday," and I was like, "Nice." And that was the, I was running pretty fast. It was the whole interaction. But uh-huh. I was like, "Yeah, huh?" I was very far away from here yesterday. That's odd that we saw each other. Huh? That's the but whole you are story. an iconic. You are <laughs> you are an iconic person. 
Yeah. Especially if you're wearing short shorts. And I only have two pairs of shorts that I run in. And I feel like, I don't know, it's just, I I wouldn't say that it's, I'm like particularly like bold looking, but it's like, I'm just Mm -hmm. hard to mistake for somebody else, I'd say. Yeah. Tall, man bun, short shorts. Yeah. The works. But, uh, so that was... Pretty good brand you got going. Yeah. That was the first story I had. Um, nice. Second story, shorter. I will say, I've had lots of running-related stories that are about that exciting, and I usually decide not to tell them. <laughs> well, Brian, I only have, like, eight bullet points today, <laughs> and a lot of them are two words. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not saying you shouldn't have told it. I was here for it. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you, you took the brave step that I never have. <laughs> yes, it takes a lot Someone of bravery to, to say something that nobody wants to hear. not in like a way where it's controversial just in a way where it's like it contributes nothing to anything (laughs) (laughs) what you just said (laughs) is the dumbest thing you could have not said anything at all and achieved the same thing um no but the second story i have is that i uh i haven't really made friends in atlanta yet per se like i or at least i'm not like going out and like bebopping around town which honestly haven't really been missing a lot. I got a lot of hobbies, and I've realized that I can mm-hmm. kind of sustain myself with like a myriad of hobbies that I have. Jay um, Wilson, who needs friends when you've got <laughs> hobbies? Yeah, hot take. Screw friends. No, um, <laughs> no. I'm just saying, like, it's not that I'm like sitting here like twiddling my thumbs if I like don't have places to go. It's like, oh, I'll yeah. like, figure out bread or like go for runs or go climbing. It's like I got a lot of figure stuff. Figure out bread. <laughs> That's honestly. Of what a large part of the last year has been for me. I mean, yeah, people have been working on that for thousands of years. Yeah, we're still baking bread. Um, no, but so second thing is I've been hanging out. <laughs> I have a I have a funny bread story I just remembered. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, keep it to yourself because I got another story. Um, <laughs> I've been hanging out with the guys who I work with at the lab every now and mm-hmm. then. Um, but. One time, one guy who lives near me who works at the lab, him and I biked over to an, a third party who works at the lab. He's like oh, kind geez. of like my boss-ish type guy. I don't know. He like tells me what to do, essentially. But he's like really cool. Mm-hmm. Like we biked just over to his house to like sit by a fire and have some beers. And oh, cool. um, Yeah. And this guy brews beer of his Ooh. own. So he was like, oh, you can try all the beers that I've made. And... They were pretty cool. They all tasted pretty good. But then one of them was, mm. it was like a 10 for center. And it's because okay. he flavored it with Serrano pepper. Oh, no. And he had to like, but he couldn't get like the Serrano pepper into the beer directly. So he had to like infuse vodka with Serrano pepper and then just like barely spike the beer with the like Serrano vodka. Oh, gosh. And it was really good. I really liked it. Was it spicy? Just Just a little. Yeah. It was like, have you ever had like a Heineken? <clears throat> um, yes. Not a fan. They're like a little spicy. But I, but I have had, um, like, what was it? Jalapeno beer. Yeah. Yeah, I had a beer with jalapenos and glitter in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm like, I'm the kind of guy who likes Bloody Marys, so, you know, this is right okay. up my alley. Um, gotcha. But it was very good. And then that night I also belt, or, blah, blah, I biked with the other guy who biked to that house with me. Um, we biked the west side belt line. I didn't know that there was a west side belt line. It's like, Ooh. eventually it's going to be a whole circle, as I'm sure we've mentioned before. But mm-hmm. um, I thought that they were just building it off of the one section that had a lot done. But no, they're building it all over the place and eventually it'll all just connect. Um, oh, cool. 
So that was cool. Two dud stories are out of the way. Now we can get on to the, <laughs> to the meat and potatoes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> gotta have if, there, if you're gonna have winners, there's gotta be losers. Yeah. So let's see. I did that. Oh, so this next one is kind of funny, but I uh, I was at the gym, the climate gym, okay. doing my thing, and um, eventually this guy standing three feet to my right. There's another guy sitting in between us, but we're both standing. He's, okay. He says to me, he said, hey, is that a, is that mask you got Captain Tusktooth? <gasps> no way. <laughs> and I was like, it is. And he's just like, okay, I thought I recognized that smile. <laughs> Heck yeah. And for those of you who don't know, Captain Tusktooth is the very niche reference that my face mask was of the D&D live stream that Brian and I watched. Yeah. <laughs> So I was very excited. A, jo- a joke they made years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so we were talking about Critical Role, and he said, no, yeah, and, and there's one spot in town where there's this mural where there's two, like, um, like uh, what do you call them? It's the furry elephant. The furry elephant? Mammoths? Mammoths. There's two mammoths with, like, their horns, like, locked, and then he was just like, yeah, I saw that the other day, and I was like, oh, Tusk Love. And that's, like, another <laughs> reference. Um, yeah. But then the guy sitting down between us was like, hey, you guys talk about Critical Role? <laughs> uh, no freaking way. Just, like, completely separate third guy, but, like, also was in D&D. And I'm just yeah. like, my man. <laughs> Everyone's a nerd. Yeah, so we were, we were nerding out about D&D for a bit. But that was fun. That and was just, before the conclusion of the campaign? Yeah. No, yeah, because one of them was just like, they were just like, are you, like, up to date? I was like, I got two hours left in the finale, man. And the other guy's just like, yeah, I'm not that into Critical Role, but, like, I know of it, and I d- couldn't think of anything else that would have, like, two hours left in the finale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, so that was that was funny. But um, just always, <laughs> always nice to run into some critters out in the wild. Yeah. I currently have about five hours left in the finale, so. Dude, you gotta get through <laughs> it's it. It's quite a finale. Yeah. There's, it's a seven-hour finale for those of everybody. <laughs> That's like, I didn't realize. It's seven hours. That's like a full day's work. Yeah, they were playing D&D for an entire day. That's crazy. <laughs> um, but anyways, another quick story. Um, there was... Okay, what? This is, you're, you're making... The reverse excitement order is really throwing me for a loop. Um, yeah. I mean, do you think it's a bad order? Would you, now that we're halfway through it, would you have done it differently, Jay? Um, I'm trying to also think which, like, are just, like, good stories. But, you know. And even though these don't sound exciting, it's like, I do enjoy hearing what you're up to. And just, no, like, yeah. your day-to-day. Well, this podcast isn't for anybody else except for us. Yeah, here's one thing that was just kind of really weird. Um, I eat eggs every morning, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> All these stories just have, like... <laughs> A real home run openers. <laughs> oh, Brian, I don't know if you meant if you were here for the beginning of the podcast, but I'm not doing too much. <laughs> no, but uh, but so then I uh, I was eating eggs one particular morning. <laughs> was it a Saturday? These eggs got wild, man. <laughs> no, but uh, it was 
it was just, I was cracking my eggs, and I had had one egg that had been, like, on a winning streak of cracking other eggs. We've talked about egg okay. boxing on this show. I was going to ask if that's where this was going, because I know Marcus uh, Grelius had a tragic death. He had an unprecedented run. Nobody's come close. But, uh... Yeah, but then he... Was, he was the one that went to play in the Organic League, though? No, I think he got taken out before then. Okay. I'm not sure. But, uh... No, so this egg was like 18 and 0. So like doing pretty good. Yeah. But then you just got clobbered by this other egg and I was like, <laughs> "What's going on? Like <laughs> What is going on?" <laughs> well, like it wasn't even close. And I was like, "That seems odd." But then the next egg cracked that one and then when I opened it, like it was not the consistency of an egg, man. <laughs> It was like, it was like way heavier. It was like what I came to realize a frozen egg is like. Okay, I was going to say, I've had a frozen egg before and it really threw me off. It was so disconcerting. I was like, I didn't know eggs could get frozen. Yeah. Why did this egg freeze and none of the other ones? That's what I'm saying. And like, there were, it was at the back of the fridge, so I was like, oh, did the one next to it freeze? No. Like, Yeah. It was just like a slushy egg, and I was like, well, I I want the egg. It's in the pan. It's going to melt, right? Yeah, but also it's, it's, like, I'm not putting my eggs into some separate bowl. I couldn't, like, remove the egg even if it was nasty. Like, I had sautéed vegetables, and then I was cracking eggs onto it. One of them was just like, I was like, what? (laughs) It's the risk you take. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so I had a frozen egg. That was the story. I just picture you with the guy that's 18 and 0, and then you crack the eggs, and the 18 and 0 one breaks. And then you just look up, and like dramatic music starts playing. <laughs> it's like, like the giant beat dun, drop dun, from dun, the Inception trailer, like the yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, no. So that was... This is when Jay's morning took a dramatic turn. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah. So that was just weird and kind of disconcerting. But the eggs came out fine, so it was all. All's well okay. that eggs well. We, we, l- <laughs> we landed the plane. Yep. Um, next story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how far are we into this? We're just been shooting off nonsense. 20 minutes? Nice. <laughs> Keep it going. It's like, I have a lot of these stories that I tell other people, like in regular contexts... A lot, but it's not until I really distill my life down to these stories <laughs> that I feel this silly. Well, well, the thing is, too, like, these are all great, like, water cooler talk stories. It's like, oh, I was making my eggs this morning. Yeah. And a frozen egg. What's up with that? <laughs> but, like, these are stories that I might have told you, like, one of these in one day. Because, like, these uh-huh. are all, like, days apart. Right. Maybe we should just keep more consistently in touch, and then we can keep the good stuff for the podcast. Maybe. <laughs> but, uh, so today at work, this one's Maybe. pretty recent. Mm-hmm. I was sitting there, and, uh, doing my work on my computer, had one headphone in, so that I could be alert to the environment. Okay. But, uh, this guy, who looks like, um, just like a maintenance worker in the lab, walks by my desk, walks by it again, is, like, saying some stuff, like, looking up. And other stuff, like, not talking to me, but, like, talking just into the yeah. world, I guess. And uh, I was like, is he talking to me? Does he want me to move? Like, what's going on here? Then he comes out and brings a ladder out, like a 
eight foot ladder, like a pretty decent sized ladder, and sets it like uh-huh. right behind my chair. <laughs> and I'm like, and like it's it's like an aisle, like there's a main aisle and there's an aisle with my like like section of computers, and they sets it like yeah. in my sub aisle directly behind my chair. <laughs> I'm like, am, am I like in your way, man? And he was like, Nah, you should be good. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So then I'm sitting there doing my work, and then like I hear like sawing noises behind me, <laughs> or like just construction noises, you know. And, yeah. um, I'm like, I didn't look, but I was like, I feel like significant stuff is going on behind me. <laughs> This is sounding like an episode of The Office, like one of the cold openers from The Office. Yeah, so then I'm sitting there just doing my work, like, looking at emails and stuff, and then I just hear, like, a like a slam behind me on the ground. And I'm like, what? And I look behind me, and, like, literally adjacent to the back of my chair, like, it could not have come closer to landing on top of me, was just a huge section of the ceiling. Like... This big. <laughs> and I'm just like, I look at it, and then I look up at the guy, and he's just like, yeah, you might want to move. <laughs> I'm just like, wow. I'm just like, thanks for the heads up, man. <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry, I just didn't want to bother you. And I'm just like, nah, it's cool, I'll just move one desk over to this other computer that's here. You, you would rather have just dropped the ceiling on me? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just like... He was like, well, I know I'm going to be removing the whole ceiling, but maybe it'll just work out. (laughs) Also, I feel like it should have been his job to also, like, contain the energy of the section of ceiling he was removing. Yeah, so, like, it was so maybe not just let it drop to the floor. Yeah, I don't know. He might have just, like, taken something out and then, like, tossed it near my chair, but I didn't see it. I just heard, like, something slam on the ground, and I was like, oh, the ceiling's on the ground now. (laughs) But, um... But yeah, so that was just kind of a weird way to start the day. <laughs> and then, yeah, like, that's... <laughs> I was, like, that's the computer that, like, actually has all the programs that I use. And there's mm-hmm. other computers around, but they're all kind of taken. So then I was just over on my laptop, and I didn't have, like, solid modeling software. So then, like, mm-hmm. the guy who give, tells me what to do, like, walked past my desk and, like, saw that I wasn't working on solid modeling, saw that I was just on my laptop. But then also because, like, directly near my desk was like the ceiling on the ground and like a man on a ladder and he's just like he walks past me and he just looks at me like questioningly points at the ceiling and i'm just like i don't know like i give him like the <laughs> like the, just hand. the shrug emoji yeah and he's just like all right like it was wordless exchange but they just kept on walking like it was all mid-stride but uh nice. yes yeah. eventually i got to do my work and the ceiling seemed rectified but you know are they are they like replacing the ceiling I don't know. It was like literally spotless by the time I looked at it again. Like the, it wow. it was like you know the weird like fake ceiling that like you can push up in an office. Yeah. It was like he had pushed that up, removed some like deeper, like dermis of the ceiling, <laughs> <laughs> some internals. Yeah, and uh, and then he just replaced what he did. Don't worry, I won't bother you. We're just changing the oil in the ceiling. <laughs> Don't worry, we're just removing a tumor from the ceiling. It's a... But yeah, so that was that was just odd. Last story, are you ready? Yeah, these are building well. Thank I'm you. I'm excited to see where this lands. <laughs> so, maybe right behind my chair, like the ceiling. Um, 
But, so, I told you about, like, the laser things I was doing, right? Yeah, don't look at them. Yeah, don't look at the lasers. But <laughs> I've been doing, I've been doing, like, increasingly, like, sort of complicated things with the laser setup. Because, mm-hmm. um, initially it's just like, oh, we need to, uh, like, readjust these things. Or, like, I want to mount this in a different way. And I was like, alright, yeah, I can do that. And then he's like, alright, we need to have two wires that, like, cut the beams so that we can, like, measure stuff later. And I'm just like, all right, yeah, I'll stretch these wires across this thing, mount it on this, put it on there. And I was slowly, like, getting more and more knowledgeable about the stuff, you know? Okay. Eventually, there's this stuff called rhodamine. And uh, like a drug. Yeah, well, it's really just this, like, vial of, like, neon-looking liquid. Okay. And basically, the, the laser beam's, like, inconsistent <clears throat> in certain ways once we spread it out into a sheet. So, like, we're mm-hmm. trying to gather data on, like, the intensity of the CO2, but then... Um, like, if the laser is inconsistent, that would mess with the data. So then what we do is, like, right before it goes into the tube of CO2, we have a piece of quartz that I also mounted that then mm-hmm. lets almost all of the laser go through but then reflects, like, 1% of it straight sideways. Then we were catching it on a piece of porcelain, or not porcelain, ceramic, to, like, see how the beam was there, and then we could, like, mm-hmm. characterize the intensity of the beam and then, like, correct for that in the photos that we took of the stuff in the CO2. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I had to then mount another camera to look at the piece of ceramic. Okay. And then, yeah. I'm with Meanwhile, you. like, I thought these were just kind of fancy cameras, but these were, like, $30,000 cameras that I'm just holding in a hand and, like, mounting on this thing. Oh, my gosh. But good thing nobody told me that. Anyways, so <laughs> um, so we, I did that, but then eventually, okay, guys, the ceramic's not good enough. We need to mount rhodamine. So it's this, like, vial of weird neon liquid that I then just mount in the place to basically catch the laser, and then, like, we can mm-hmm. do our thing. But, uh, funny enough, we have these laser goggles that are, like, made to block the wavelength of the laser beam. Like, mm-hmm. if, it, if a full power one comes straight for your eyeball in those glasses, it's still gonna fry your eyeball, but, like, yeah. random scattered flashes or, like, diffused beams, it, like, blocks them, or, like, okay. at least attenuates more intense beams. Um, like sunscreen for your eyeballs. Yeah, sunscreen for your eyeballs. That's their tagline. <laughs> <laughs> but then, funny enough, I was like, because it, it, when it hits the rhodamine, like it, the rhodamine um, fluoresces, so it lights up, and then mm-hmm. we just get a much better image of the beam, so that's why we subbed it out. But then okay. I was like, man, the rhodamine like looks really cool. Like after like a couple days, we've been using the rhodamine for this. He's just like, mm. oh yeah. Um, funny enough, it like actually undergoes like a wavelength change in the rhodamine. So our glasses do like jack shit against that stuff. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> He's like, don't look at the rhodamine. I'm just like, oh, at man. the rhodamine itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. So I was like, man, it's like really lighting up. Like that's cool. And then he's just like, yeah, don't look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I got six. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, don't look at the rhodamine. Or, well, actually, we said it was rhodamine the whole time, but the dude who, like, got the vial and he gave it to me and told me to mount it, mm-hmm. um, he he's also the guy who's just, like, in charge of me for that portion. Like, he's working on that experiment. I'm helping him out for that. But um, mm-hmm. he said, yeah, so I keep calling it rhodamine, but the guy who gave it to me said it wasn't rhodamine but he said it's like rhodamine. <laughs> Interesting. And I'm just like, and he's like, well, what is it? And the guy's just like, it's like rhodamine. <laughs> and he's like, no, but like, what is it? And it's kind of a situation with the guy who we met at the bar who like wouldn't tell us where he was from. 
Oh yeah. It's like and then he eventually just couldn't figure out like he the like the exchange ended without him knowing what the chemical actually was. So we've all just been calling it rhodamine. But it's interesting. He's like, I got it off a guy that was dressed like a maintenance guy, but yeah. I'm not sure if he was a maintenance guy. He's but like, like, I don't know. It's so weird. I'm pulling it out of the ceiling. It's weird that we're calling it rhodamine, but the only piece of information we have is that it's not rhodamine. Not rhodamine. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. So I don't know. But anyways, um, that was all just kind of cool nerdy stuff that I wanted to talk about. But oh yeah. The meanwhile, while oh, also, wait, I want to say one thing is I did recently start reading A Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, per your recommendation, and Don't Look at the Rotamine feels like something that they would say. Yeah, how many chapters are you in? Because I feel like the first, like, arc is, like, the funniest thing to me. I'm on chapter six, I think. Okay. We'll have to talk about that off-pod, because that's, like, just spoilers and not entertaining. Uh Uh-huh. Um, but it's it's really good so far. Like I'm reading. Me and Sydney read a lot. Like we'll yeah. just lay in the hammock and read, and I'm like laughing out loud. That's what I'm saying. Like I never laughed like, out loud constantly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I left my copy with Dad, um, and I keep telling him to read it. I think he'll he will hear soon. Yeah. Um, nice. That's one thing I thought about though. I thought Dad would really like that book. <laughs> don't look at the road, I mean. Yeah. Don't look at the road. Um. But. All of that was just to say, I'm basically, I'm, I'm working on this one experiment almost entirely for this whole time. Mm-hmm. But then, as I got to know this guy, my uh, somewhat, like, quasi-boss, his name's Steven. Um, okay. He, like, has been giving me more and more, like, extracurricular activities to do. Like, he'll just have, like, oh, like, this would be helpful. Like, could you try and figure this out? And I'd be like, sure thing, Steven. Um, but, so I was getting more and more, like, outside activities... And, uh, but I was still almost entirely just working on this one CO2 experiment. And the thing is, mm-hmm. is that it's one very small part of a very large, like, high bay lab room. You've been there. Yeah. But, um, there's, like, other stuff going on, but not a whole lot of people there at any one given time. The thing mm-hmm. is, though, almost at least, like, once a day, but, like, not that often... Somebody would just be banging as hard as they could on something with a hammer. <laughs> Somewhere. And I, I mean, it's a good way to solve a lot of problems. Yeah, but like this is like a lab where like almost entirely PhD students or people who already have their PhD are like conducting fluid mechanics experiments. And then meanwhile, periodically, somebody's just wailing on something with a hammer. Like, a piece of metal. Like, it's loud. And, like, yeah, that room, like, reverberates. So, it was, like, almost impossible to ignore. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, don't don't mind Johnny. <laughs> no, but yeah, like, he just, I... There's he just one, likes to come in here and get some stress out every once in a while. Yeah, but there's, like, one guy in the lab who, like, is really good at, like, machining. So I was just like, oh, it's probably that guy, like, doing some sort of thing for some... I, I can't imagine what he's doing, but, like, <laughs> it, it has to be useful, right? But, um, but basically, like, there would be times where we would be, like, face-to-face with somebody, trying to talk to them, and we'd be, like, trying to say something, and you just could not get a point across because somebody's just literally making max volume noises with a hammer. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's just, and we would start like laughing because it was just like hysterical how loud this was. Yeah, but um, I mean, having worked in a couple different manufacturing environments, I know what you mean. It's like, yeah, the assembly line's loud, 
and there's like s- stuff going on. But every once in a while, you just hear like someone is going at it with a hammer. And it's like, should I go? Should I go check on them? Like, yeah. what are they doing? Is it's this like, the best way this could be done? Like, usually you can like shout over things, but like sometimes it's just impossible. Yeah, someone hitting a metal object with a metal hammer in like a large echoey room yeah. is just one of those things you can't get past. Yeah. So that was just kind of like I was constantly in mystery as to who the hammer guy was because like I'd <laughs> never guy. I'd never seen the hammer guy like using the hammer. <laughs> I'd only heard the hammer guy. And like I always had stuff to do, so it's not like I'm going to go look for the hammer guy for no reason. Mm-hmm. But uh but anyway, it's actually a ghost that haunts the lab. <laughs> Yeah, but, um... Every night at midnight, he comes out with his hammer. Walking around, banging on things. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, uh... I was getting more and more responsibility from Steven. And he was kind of explaining, like, his experiment to me, like, in case I wanted to work on that. But then, also, he, um... He was saying, like, oh, and then, like, here's some stuff that you can do, like... Um, I, like, need these copper plates to be super smooth. So, like, if you want to polish these, I can show you how to polish them. And then, like, you can do that because just, like, the smoother the better. And, like, if you have time to burn, this is something good you could do. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, also, like, so I have this, like, chamber that, um, his experiment's pretty cool. I'll dive into it some other time. But, like, it's, like, a cylinder that is really good at drawing a vacuum. But then okay. th- there was, like, a lining to it at one point. But then, it's like, so there's a cylinder, and then inside the whole big cylinder is supposed to be, like, a vacuum, but then he wants that vacuum to be very isolated. Or, no, maybe there's, like, some sort of gases. He's, like, studying the convection of it. But then he wants them to be super isolated. So then, like, in the annulus of that that cylinder, it's, like, the whole purpose of that construct is to, like, draw a vacuum in a layer. Basically, like, a super-duper heavy-duty, like, Yeti-type thing. Yeah. Like, it's just really good at drawing a vacuum. But then, for some reason, at one point, there was pressure there where there's supposed to be a vacuum. So then the liner that's, like, on the inside surface oh, got, no. like, <laughs> like, crumpled in on itself. Yeah. And it actually looks really cool. Somebody's going to make a table out of it, I think, at the lab. Oh. Like, it's actually fun. really cool looking. But, um, but then he's like, yeah, so I, like, had to take that out. But there's still, like, a little bit of, like, the liner on the top and bottom. Uh-huh. And he's like... So, like, if you ever also want to, like, this is something you, like, can't screw up, but if you ever, like, have time to burn, you can just go at this with a hammer and chisel and try to get the, like, rim of the thing off. Oh, <laughs> like, no, you're going to be hammer guy. He's like, but it's really loud. I'm just like, I'm going to be hammer guy. <laughs> it was you this whole time. <laughs> I was like, gosh My darn time, it. The time has come for me to pass on the hammer. <laughs> yeah. So then I was hammer guy. And, uh... <laughs> I actually finished up the hammer activity. I got all of it, like, off. But nice. uh, I found being hammer guy is actually quite peaceful. Like, I would pop in headphones and then, like, ear protection over it. I'm just, yeah. like, hammering away. Can't hear a thing. <laughs> Everyone else is just dying. <laughs> no, yeah. I, could, I was sitting there. I was just being, like, I could, like, perceive that sound was being made. I'm just, like, man, this is loud. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but I was none the, none the wiser, you know? I'm just sitting there jamming to, like, Carol King or something. <laughs> Did you try to do it when there weren't other people in the lab, at least, or was it just a lost Mommy, cause? Mommy, screw them. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs them? I'm an intern. I'm leaving soon. That's not, I wasn't getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> you guys going to pay me yet? 
Uh, maybe next week. Tung, 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 tung. Just burn him down. <laughs> Jay, you're not even hitting the, the thing anymore. You're just hitting an eye beam. <laughs> Pay me. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, but uh, man. that concludes my stories. And it only took, what, 40 minutes? <laughs> Close yeah. to it. I thought you said you were really excited about jars. Oh, I almost forgot the jar story. Thanks for reminding me, Brian. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Didn't want to miss one. Uh, yeah, so I don't know where this one falls on the... Uh, I'm, it might can be considered dough watch because Ooh. basically I tried to start making bread, but I even at the first step, my seasoned eye could tell that uh, it wasn't going to form and that it wouldn't work oh, out. No. <laughs> yeah. Basically, I've been making my new starter from scratch. Uh-huh. Um, Lo and behold, apparently my starter was back at Cincinnati, and I just couldn't find it. <gasps> it lives on! No, it's dead now. No, no! <laughs> yeah, so... Tragic. Kind of a bummer. Like, well, it, so it probably could have been revived. Wait, but it wasn't in the jar you usually keep it in. What do you mean? Because you, you said you found the jar that you usually keep it in, but it was, like, washed and empty. Or so I thought, Brian... Because <laughs> I was gonna say, did it get out? When I got, <laughs> when I got my uh, my food scale mailed to me, I weighed mm-hmm. the Tupperware that I was gonna put the stuff in, and usually I just zero it out or no, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, when I put it on the scale, I could tell that it was like thirty grams different in weight, mm. which shouldn't happen. So I was like, this is a different Tupperware. I was like, hey guys, so uh, this is a different Tupperware. Which leads me to believe that my starter is somewhere in the house getting real nasty. So, like, just a heads up. And then one of them was like, oh, shoot. Like, dude, it's totally on my shelf. Like, I forgot about that. And I'm just like, this is the first time one of you sons of bitches has responded to me. And (laughs) I'm just like, I literally was at the house packing my stuff being like, hey, I can't find my starter. Has anyone seen my starter? Nobody says anything. I, like message later and i'm just like hey guys so i think somebody threw away my starter like it's okay if you did but like i'd just like to know for sure so i can stop looking nobody Uh like even interacted with that message at all later i'm just like hey guys did anyone ever like figure out if you threw away my starter because like i'd like to know and then like this time i'm just like hey guys so i think it might still be there so one of them's just like oh shoot it's on my shelf i forgot to tell you (laughs) and i'm just like dude (laughs) what was it doing on his shelf well, like, or I'm like assuming, his pantry shelf? No, like in the fridge. Like, so it, was, it could have been revived. Okay, his fridge. I was picturing like on his bookcase next to his desk. No, yeah. So like, it wasn't <laughs> his fault, but like, I it, it's honestly it was probably there from when I put it there, and for some reason I just couldn't see it when I was looking. I don't know mm-hmm. why, but it happens to the best of us. But yeah, so that was like frustrating, but also like at least good to know. But anyways, so I'm glad been, we were able to close that book. Yeah. So, uh, baby glute is dead. Long live baby glute. Um, <laughs> he's dead. Long live. <laughs> well, I mean, you know that saying, right? What is, People say the know. king is dead. Long live the king. Yeah, why? Because the king is dead. The current king died. But then immediately, because of like how kings work, somebody else becomes king at that point. Huh. So they say the king is dead. Long live the king. How does that work for baby glute? <laughs> Well, so one of my friends that, uh, well, Tommy, assumingly, still has his starter. Maybe it's a lot. Oh, okay. But then, um, so also, the, one the, of my friends at Cincinnati has part of mine. Okay. 
So the alpha, it's like it's just like one Horcrux got destroyed. <laughs> yeah, but like also who knows if my other friend's starter is alive, and like it's all just wet flour, and you throw away ninety percent of it every time you feed it. So like, you know, <laughs> but it's a big deal, dude. People pay top dollar to get the hundred year old starters. Well, yeah, dude, because like. Goodness gracious, making this one has been a pain. Um, it's like <laughs> the first year is the hardest. Well, it's supposed you're supposed to be able to make one in a week. Okay, and I did that, and it's not working. <laughs> um, it's like essentially you just like keep adding water and flour, and like at first it's like all wheat flour and like a bunch of water, but then you slowly walk back the amount of water, and then you also walk back the amount of wheat flour and substitute in like regular white bread flour. Okay. And you're also you're just gonna say then you walk back the water and then you walk back the bread flour until eventually you just have nothing. <laughs> well, you do walk back the amount of starter you leave in because theoretically you're building up the bacteria, the yeast. Yeah. And then you like don't want as much every time, so then eventually, like you just have the right amount in theory. Yeah. Um. But after seven days, it still wasn't getting good rise and fall. Like it's supposed to get active and like eat stuff and like fart out CO two mm-hmm. and like bubble up and then rise and come back down as it like mm-hmm. gets mature. But gotcha. um, I have I'm still not getting rise and fall. I'm in like day nine. Oh jeez. But um, part of it was that I have it in like a very wide Tupperware, and I thought, well, this probably this shouldn't be the issue, but just to lift my spirits, I'm gonna go get like a new jar for this because mm-hmm. like I want a jar. Yeah. Um, it's easier to gauge rise and fall when you do that, just because it's like narrow, mm-hmm. you know. Anyways, right. um, yeah. I was looking at jars, and uh, there's something called a Weck jar that was recommended in a video that I watch. Okay. It's like a kind of like a mason jar, but it tapers very uh, slightly to the top, so it's like really easy to get in there and clean. It doesn't like come back narrower at the top. It just okay. it's its widest yeah. at the top. Uh huh. And then um. It has, like, a glass lid that you can put a rubber gasket on, and then you, like, basically, like, have these two external clips that you can then seal it, or you can just take the rubber gasket off and then just have a loose-fitting glass lid, which is good for something that's going to be expanding and contracting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's why it's recommended. It's like the Lamborghini of sourdough jars. (laughs) Oh, jeez. But there, I have to, I would have had to order six of them from the website. Hmm. <laughs> and it would have been like 20 bucks. Okay. So I'm just like, I, they're nice jars. <laughs> can you use them for, are they able to be used for anything other than bread making? Yeah, you can, they're just like, they're, they're a nice glass jar with like a nice glass lid and like you can seal them airtight. Okay. Like they're good jars. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, you know me, I love a good jar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually do. I'm enthused for like glassware now. It's like I hate, you know. I went on my rant about Tupperware. You need quality yeah. Tupperware. We beat um, that horse. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I was like, I could see myself using these six jars, but it, then I would have to order them and wait for them to come in. That would be annoying. I was like, is there any mm-hmm. place that I where I could buy them here? And I was like, well, I could get them at Crate and Barrel, but then I have to buy them one at a time. Okay, well then I only really need one. I could get one Weck jar, but then this, I'm gonna be upcharged. I can tell from Crate and Barrel, and I'm just like, <laughs> well, let me look online. Oh, they're more expensive on uh, Amazon than they are on the original website. So like, you can get them in sets of two from Amazon, but then they're even more expensive. So it's <laughs> like. Well, let me look for mason jars. You can get a wide-mouthed mason jar that's about the same size. Oh, that's oh, like boy. a little better, but you have to get six still, and that's that still costs like eighteen dollars. I'm just like, goodness gracious! Like, do I really do I need six jars? And I'm just like, could I use six jars? Am I trying to synthesize a use for six jars? 
It's not good <laughs> to buy things without needing them. So then I was like, I was all in a huff, and I was like trying to decide all this before I went to go get groceries. But like the grocery stores were like, the close of the grocery stores was in, impending. So I was like, I need to go get groceries. Okay. I was like, I'm just going to go to this cooking store. They'll have some sort of jar, and I'll get something. So I go to the cooking store. They have no oh. jars. No <laughs> jars? They have, like, some, like, decorative, like, ooh, this one's, like, a pitcher that has, like, a spout at the bottom, so you can, like, put lemonade in it. Or, like, this one has, like, a lid with a straw. And I'm just like, no, I need, like, a I need a working man's jar, you know? Like, I, I want <laughs> utility. <laughs> a working man's jar. Because <laughs> the great thing about mason jars is that they have the little, like, two-piece lid, so you can just set the centerpiece on, and then you also have a loose-fitting lid, you know? Mm-hmm. So, that's the only reason mason jars could work, too. But, um, I was like, I guess not. Like, shoot. I got a tiny little, they had, like, little weck jars, and I got one of those to put salt in, because I needed a salt vessel. Oh. Because, like, I I, I told you, I'm, I'm in the sprinkling gang now. I don't use yeah, salt shakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No more shaking. But then I don't, I, every time I have to, like, dump some into my hand, and then I always dump too much. But now I have yeah. a salt dish. Which is nice. An homage to this cool jar that I was too cheap to buy. Um, I have a salt dish, but it's actually just a Tupperware container that I put all the salt in because it was in the shaker and somehow got wet. So yeah. then I just had like this big clump of salt in a salt <laughs> shaker and I had to dig it out. Nice. But uh, lo and behold, the wet jar, while like very visually appealing and cool, I think is like a worse jar than a mason jar, in my opinion. Really? So the wet jar is not the way to go? Well, like the gasket can be loose sometimes and it still seals but like it's hard to like get on there and then put on so like if you want to use the gasket a lot that's not great the external clips are a terrible idea because you can lose them mm -hmm. like you just like snap them on i don't know i don't like that um mason jars just feel far more secure you know okay but anyways so um glad i test ran a little one because i do like it for this purpose but i don't think i would get another one but um i went and got groceries afterwards being thoroughly uh how, how would you say, uh, stifled by the cooking store. Yeah. Um, but I went to Kroger afterwards. There was a Kroger nearby that I don't usually go to. Got a bunch of my groceries there. And um, lo and behold, they have mason jars. I'm mm -hmm. looking at them. And I see, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. They have the wide mouth one quart mason jars that I was looking at online. Oh, baby. What's this? They have... 12 for $15. <laughs> oh my word. I was like, freaking sold. I'm getting 12 jars now. <laughs> oh, no. So now I have 12 very large mason jars. Oh my. 12 quarts worth of mason jar. Yep. It's three gallons of mason jars. I know, man. I'm going to get so much milk and just jar them. <laughs> That's what you're going to do? You just jars no. of milk? One of them's filled with rice, one of them has oats, and one of them has my sourdough in it now. Okay. But, uh, yeah, sourdough starter fun. still not doing too hot, but now I got jars. <laughs> my centerpiece in my apartment now is just a pyramid of mason jars. Well, the problem is, too, that, like, I have to rinse them before I use them because they got, like, sort of, like, I don't know, just, like, a factory funk to them. Uh-huh. And, like, so I've only rinsed and used, like, three now. And there's still just nine jars staring at me. Yeah. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the band I had in high school, Factory Funk? Ooh, that's pretty good. Yeah. We had, we had a short run, but... Oh, a quart's not as big as I thought it was. Jay has no, a visual for me now. Yeah. Aaron has a lot of these. Oh, yeah. 
I, I mean, yeah, just get rid of all your cups. Just and use those I'm, for everything. I've been wondering if Aaron had a similar moment at Kroger one day. Because she has a lot <laughs> we, of these. Yeah, We're going to have to... Or maybe she just got ripped off. Maybe. I hope not. She'll have to write in and let us know. But yeah, mason jars. Pretty cheap. Quality Tupperware type device. I'm I'm on the jar train now, Brian. <laughs> All right. Jar train 2021. J. Jar train Wilson. <laughs> Should I name one of my kids Jar train? Jar train. <laughs> Dad, how'd you come up with this name? <laughs> Glad he has Jar train. <laughs> <laughs> Go listen to episode 34 of my podcast. <laughs> All right, Brian. So I talked about mason jars and frozen eggs for 50 minutes, believe it or not. I know. Like, that's the episode. Do we just wrap it up now? Do we release <laughs> two separate episodes this week? I, I was thinking about it. Yeah, because like, we... if somebody wants to actually hear things that matter, they could go straight to your section. Yeah, because I, I was actually excited to share my stories because the guys I was on the trip with, I think, will be really excited to listen yeah, to at least no, the part they we... were there for. Yeah, let's just, let's let's release two this week. All right. I can, I can do that in post. Can you? Well, I'll have to do an outro for this episode. Well, I was thinking, yeah, we could either outro now and then do you want to like record again later or... Record Later? the second hit. I don't know. Oh, like I oh let's like do an out- done- I think we're done. on the same page. Let's let's do an <laughs> outro. How <laughs> 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 the podcast usually ends. Get me out of here. <laughs> let's do an outro, and we can figure out the semantics. <laughs> Alrighty. Um. Well, you know, thanks for hanging out with us, guys. That was sort of just a grab bag of Jay's dumb stories. But I was <laughs> the Jay show. I really enjoyed that one. Not gonna lie. I know. I have so I have some bomb titles right here that we'll have to discuss later. Yeah, no, this one's just a treasure trove of potential titles. Um, <laughs> but we appreciate you hanging around, you know? Glad to be back. Glad to talk to you again, Brian. It's always a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all we got for you this week. You can email the pod at uh, weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com. Um, I am... Uh, I'm Jay Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Until when? He's Brian Wilson, and until the end of next week, and unless otherwise stated, this has been The Weekly Wilson. Scoop it up, beep a deep, boop a doop, 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 boop a seen in my life. I don't know. I was like, let's just ride it out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I'm crying. (laughs) Me too, that was like instant. Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to remember a song and then I couldn't. And I just launched into it anyways. (laughs) 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 Alright. We're going to pull ourselves together and film a part two.